Hey guys, it's Ananya. Welcome back to the Vasi Reality. I am finally back. I've had a very grueling junior year. A lot of things went down. A lot of things I went through. A lot of things I wanted to focus on that it just it just caused me to not be able to be here and be able to talk about the things I love most, which include not only mental health, but also my community and all of you and what we all go through as South Asians. So I really do want to make sure that I'm back talking as much as I can, posting as many episodes as I can. So I'll be very active this summer and I hope you all are doing well. Um, first things first, I think it's really important to mention why I've been gone. Um, I have been ending off my junior year of high school, which has been very stressful but more so than that, I also had an ACT. I went through a couple of personal things, um, felt some things I haven't felt before, and now I'm here. And if you guys don't know, uh, June 11th was the proctored ACT. And June 10th, Cooper, a TikTok star, passed away from an overdose He's not South Asian or anything like that, but I think it's worth talking about him because of how much he's impacted my my mind in the past 24 to 48 hours. And also, it's just the perfect segue for me to be able to talk about things that are really, really important. So first things first, let's talk a little bit about Cooper. Uh, Cooper Noriega, if I'm not wrong, he was known for his influence regarding mental health and trying to eliminate overdose as much as he could and help people recover. It just sucks to see such a beautiful soul who legitimately posted 24 hours before he passed away that he thought he was going to die young to just pass away like that. And all of the signs were open on social media. It's just awful to see how, how easy it was for us to be able to help him. And because of the way mental health has been not only stigmatized, but also just so incredibly impactful on people's lives we as a community, even if we're not right next to him, are not able to do as much as we would want to because mental health will hit you at the worst times when there's no one around and when you just feel super alone and maybe there's no way of you being able to get out of that mindset. Um, I, I just really think it's important to talk about men's mental health in that aspect. Cooper was an extremely, extremely, extremely strong human being for being able to get out of just such a severe addiction at such a young age being able to fight through that and being able to say hey you know what I want to make an impact I want to make a rehabilitation center that makes sure that nobody else goes through what I've gone through being able to turn what your pain was into something that is an initiative to eliminate other people's pain is just such an incredible gift and I know for a fact that Cooper has and will continue to inspire so many men to be able to come out and talk about their struggles and make an impact. But at the end of the day, I know for a fact that it was not received well, neither was it easy for him. Um, 
And I think that's something that's worth talking about. I also want to tell you guys one more thing. So recently, no names of course, but I actually had someone in my grade, uh, a male, say something apparently i i'm not on on uh their social media but say something at a very late night of the hour regarding how they wanted to end things uh on a social media site and a mutual friend of mine saw it and didn't have his address but you know uh woke up everyone called people, made made phone calls, made sure everything was okay, it all worked out. But you would have never seen it coming because this guy is such a seemingly perfectly fine ray of light. And it's just heartbreaking to see how how difficult it is for men to be able to come out and say, hey, I have social anxiety. Hey, I have addiction. Hey, I have, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's it's why this month is so important. Men's Mental Health Awareness Month is so incredibly important because it's something that we don't talk about. And in no way am I saying that women's mental health is not talked about because in some aspects, I think women's mental health is very stigmatized too, more so than maybe some men's. But in this case and in this situation, I think it's important to say men's mental health is extremely stigmatized in many different aspects and that is an issue and that in itself is something that we need to destigmatize. And that begins by looking at the fact that the most suicide rates in the UK are male. I think that's about 75%. You know, there's so many people that that just don't understand how, uh, I guess, how impactful and large the statistics are regarding men's mental health rates. And that is something that is extremely important to talk about. Additionally, you know, we need to talk about this in the context of the South Asian community as well, because we all know as a South Asian community that mental health is something that is barely talked about. And when I say barely, I mean barely and if it is talked about it is not talked about to the extent to that that it needs to be talked about because we have suicide rates increasing back in the motherland and in different parts of the world as well south asian human beings deal with so much pressure from cultural stigma from the cultural ideologies and mentalities that are invoking within the people who love them the most it's honestly so incredibly disappointing because you will see that south asians are less likely to receive treatment for any kind of emotional or mental problem compared to their white counterparts and that is a specific fact that is something that is truly proven you'll see that men are less likely to access psychological therapies than women and actually, according to some stats that I've collected in the past, you know, 24 hours, only 36% of them, uh, you know, often have therapies specifically for men. It's, it's just, it's disappointing because cultural expectations and social expectations are all so incredibly large and structured in a way that just completely shames 
any man who shows any kind of emotion. And we can talk about this in relationship statuses too, right? Like a man who cries, women apparently don't like that sometimes because they think that's a non-masculine move. When in reality, all that is is that man being human. I mean, I've seen men pride in the fact they haven't cried in years and it makes me look at them and think, why are you proud of that? It's okay to let things out. We all go through so much. And I'm not saying you have to be emotional to be someone who's, you know, dealing with mental health struggles. But I'm saying that there should not be a stigma or any kind of romanticization of the idea of men not being human beings and expressive. And the way we change that is by changing the way we act and reply to the people around us. When someone around us is feeling upset, especially if it's someone who is younger, like a a guy that's younger, a man that's younger, being able to say it's okay to express yourself is really important. And not only that, but we also need to teach our other counterparts, our other gender counterparts that, hey, it's okay that this person is acting outside of the societal norm because they too are human beings. It's so, so difficult to be able to see such talent and such vulnerability on social media like Cooper and all of it just kind of go away without getting the recognition it deserved. I mean, at the end of the day, Cooper has been doing this since he had a platform and not a lot of people were recognizing it. But now people are. And we can't wait for people to leave to recognize who they are and what impact they can make. And we as human beings can't wait for people to recognize us. We just have to go out there and make the impact we can because now you see so many people coming forward about the impact Cooper made on their life. And as strange as this sounds, as someone who's talking about a TikTok star, this TikTok star touched numerous people. And that's the kind of person I want to be. And that's the kind of person I know I would have wanted when I was struggling. And sometimes when I'm still struggling. And the fact that this person just gave in to, you know, to to their addiction after being such an advocate goes to show that that person must have been struggling a lot. Cooper must have been struggling a lot. And it must have hit him in a way that we can't even imagine. And that's painful to think about. And that's something that should be an inspiration to make sure that never happens again. And the best way we can make sure that never happens again is by setting the goal of at least ensuring that men are allowed to cry and men are allowed to seek help and men are allowed to feel like they're able to have mental health struggles without being hyper-feminized or their masculinity being questioned or something like that. Because at the end of the day, we can't have toxic masculinity as something that blocks people from being able to get help and get the true healing they need in order to be a genuine good person. And I think that is something that is so, so important. You see so many men ending their lives. You see, especially in the South Asian community, there being racism, microaggressions, things like that, that specifically target men. Think about that whole Instagram DM thing that exists where it says like, oh, this creepy Indian man just DM'd me. And that whole stigma and then the whole, you know, I guess you could say bulgy whole, that that whole thing, you know, and the whole, you know, facial hair, stinky, all of that. I mean, 
South Asian women deal with that too, but I'm just saying in the context of South Asian men, it's difficult to be able to grow up in such a gruesome environment while also being told that you can't cry because you're a man and having to adhere to social norms that are only going to inherently harm the man on top of all the pressures of being someone who's South Asian, being someone with expectations. And that's why so many minority men have high suicide rates. It's because of the societal norms that exist as a foundation. And on top of that, the cultural norms that just perpetuate the difficulties that one faces when they're having to adhere to those toxic norms. And it's truly, truly heartbreaking. And I really want to be able to tell you all this in confidence. And that is that we can change this. I know we can. I know I can. I know you can. I know we all can. And I'm not saying we're going to change it quickly, but I know we need to ensure that we're at least advocating it to a point where it becomes normalized. And maybe people will start to incorporate it into the way that they raise their children or the way they comfort their friends, anything like that. Those little social things all matter. But more so than any of this, it's important to check up on your friends. Oh my God. I have I have so many stories and so many encounters with my friends where I've checked up on them and they've told me that, hey, I really needed that. You had no idea. And so many times, not so many, but a couple of times for sure, where I've had people check up on me and I really needed it. It's just something that one should do if they themselves are feeling mentally strong and they themselves feel like they have a little bit of energy to give someone else. Because if you're able to say, hey, I just wanted to check in and make sure you're doing well, that person may finally be able to say, hey, you know what? I have people that care about me. It's not worth it. And I'm not saying that that's not the situ- that's like the situation in every case, but I'm saying just in case it is and you're able to save it, it's definitely worth doing. Um, yeah, I just, I just think it's difficult to, to, you know, bring one solid solution, but the first thing I would say is just, we have to be more inclusive, bring in inclusivity in the way we talk, in the way we comfort people. We need to lower those cultural pressures to, you know, of being an immigrant South Asian who is burdened with being the breadwinner and burdened with being a man and taking care of his woman and all of these disgusting stereotypes and obviously being able to implement some kind of self-reflection where men are able to actually think about their emotions and not be ashamed. Um, but more so than that, also having access to help, increasing access to help, You guys already know this. I have several resources in my link tree, in my bio. They're all there. South Asian therapists, South Asian mental health books, South Asian resources, South Asian mental health hotlines, South Asian mental health nonprofit organizations. All of those resources are there. Please, 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 please reach out if you need anything. And if you don't want to reach out to those resources, reach out to me. My DMs are always, always open because I would rather have one of you come to me and vent to me than you hold it all in and possibly risk any kind of harm internally, whether that's emotionally, whether that's physically. I I know this is a different kind of episode. I know this is not my typical, you know, structured question 
answer guest involved episode, but I think it's important to be able to have these conversations. And this is like a one time go recording, no script, nothing. I'm just saying what I have to say because I think it's something that needs to be said. And I think we all need to stand up and make sure we're doing what we can for those around us. And more so than any of what I just said, I want you all to know that I love you guys no matter what. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, any of that. As long as you're someone who's trying their best, you should be proud of yourself. And if you're not trying your best, I want you to start trying your best because it's all worth it. It does get better. I'm someone who's standing here and telling you guys it's gotten better. I mean, two years ago, I didn't even see myself getting to where I am now. I didn't have that envisionment into my future because all I thought was, I know I have a purpose. I just can't seem to think there's a way I'll reach it. And now I'm here two years later and I have a purpose and I'm standing here and telling you all that I'm going to fulfill it. And I know you will too. And if you don't know what your purpose is yet, just know there's one out there for you. There's a purpose for everyone, but you just have to fight, fight for it, fight, fight for your purpose. And once you find it, cling on and keep that as your goal because it'll all be worth it and it'll be hard, but life's something that's worth fighting for. I promise. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't want to talk more because I make it emotional, but I love you guys so much and I'm always here for all of you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I do want to say once again, make sure to check in on your friends. Make sure to remind your male figures in your life that they can come to you whenever they need anything and they should never be ashamed. I love you guys. Bye.